bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. What is that, like an African thing? I don't know. Oh. Or like maybe a Native American. Okay. Or like a Jewish slash Native American. Oh. Well, it's definitely Jewish slash whatever it is. <laughs> Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we're recapping a reality show. Yeah. Um, except I feel like we're the worst recappers because it <laughs> seems like we're always recapping last week's shit. And never the newest episode. Well, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh-huh, mm-hmm, uh-huh. We have gotten into that little bit of a cycle, but um, you know, our travel schedule. You. Well, <laughs> up and that's true. That's true because of me, but because of you too coming up. Let's okay. not blame it all on me. But our travel schedule has been crazy. But what can we do? I mean, I got to pay the rent. I got to travel for stand up. It's just what I have to do because I can't get a job here. So I got to get on the road. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. And I mean, I went to the Bahamas. I have to travel to drink and party because God forbid I stop for one single weekend and slip into withdrawals and then everyone suffers because I can't. I've got to keep it. I know the level of cuntiness should always be at a seven rather than a 12. Oh, God. I mean, I'm having a drink now because I just said my marbles are scrambled. That doesn't even mean anything. I'm 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 romancing the light fantastic with my scrambled marbles. And I said, let me have a drink to get everything back in place. No, but that was uh, the right idea, you know, because it's been like, mm. like, what are we doing? I know. We've you know, been in a weird headspace. Very weird. Very weird. I've been playing video games like in the morning. I know because you guys, we got super wasty after the live podcast i didn't even drink and i was proud of myself i was on 1400 xanaxes because of the whole weed incident (laughs) but i didn't drink Uh, and because that's hard for me because especially when i get nervous i want to drink you know so i didn't drink i was proud of myself yeah but then afterward ronnie was there and ronnie is captain of the dirtbag team and julie's (laughs) co-captain or she's captain too she's the girl captain and they went into dirt dirtbag territory And, and then we yeah. spent all the money we made there that night, by yeah. the way, which was none. Yeah. <laughs> so we spent money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we essentially paid to do that because we then <laughs> all spent $100 each drinking 900 drinks. I mean, it was again. We again shut the improv down. <laughs> it happened last time when I was with fucking Ronnie. We shut the place. They kicked us out. And it happened again. Yeah. Again, we sat there. We could, I, I mean, it's just like. Oh, what is the matter with us? And it was gay pride here still that fun, weekend but... and you left. And oh, Ronnie's that's right. Like, Girl, are we going to do this? And I was like, Ronnie, no. <laughs> no, Ronnie. <laughs> I was like, I can't. I know. And I, he had, I, had t- he, I was out at another pride um, in um, Connecticut, was, which was super fun. And he texted me, you know, how's pride? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's great. I'm, you know, you in Connecticut. Meow? Meow, meow. And um, he goes, girl, LA Pride's off the hook. I've already seen a dick and it's before 10 a.m. I was like, ooh, 
that's LA Pride. I mean, LA Pride this year was the place to be. And guess who wasn't there? Moi. And <laughs> or me. Toi. Moi and toi, okay? We said, no girl. Moi and toi. <laughs> Did go to gay pride this year. Uh-oh. I mean, I expect a thank you card and from Ronnie because if we don't ever, if we don't deny him, mm-hmm. we'd all be dead. He'd be dead. How's he alive? Exactly. Because people like us go, not this weekend, Ronnie. And then because we're all, oh, that's what no gives him boundaries. Stop. Yeah. There's, and there's no one to give any of us boundaries. That's and then we true. just don't stop. And you're driving us. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. Let's not tell it. Well, I want to say my friend Anne Morris, she's a good friend of mine. She was in from New York. She was at the show. Mm. She said I could go on on the record oh. saying that she said she was wrong because she was one of the main people who told me not to who said she didn't like live podcasts. Oh, oh. And she said she heard it and that we must have like baller sound at the improv, mm. which obviously we do. And she said it sounded great and that. And I said, so can I go on the record and say you were wrong? And she said, in this case, you can. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, Anne. I had to put you on blast. She got me an amazing book. I want to thank you publicly, Anne, for the People I Want to Kill book. She got Julia Journal and embossed Mm, on the front. In gold. uh, In gold. It's a black book. It says People I Want to Kill. Julie and I went to the Soho house before her membership runs out in a couple months. And Julie pulled it out. I mean, she's doing nothing with the book, but rubbing it on her pussy and her tits. (laughs) Well... You know, that's how I have to do it. I have to have it around with me for a while, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to start writing in it. Okay. I'm well. actually going to write a list of the people I want to kill. Well, she loves the book. So any gifts are, I love all gifts. I don't even <laughs> care. So send them away. I, somebody oh. sent us the, yeah, we got the Bloody Mary mix. Yes, amazing. That was from People's Couch. That wasn't even from this podcast, but you know what? Send us gifts from People's Couch then. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, I, I DM'd the guy. I go, yeah, we'd love to have your Bloody Mary mix on the couch. Like, motherfucker, that show ain't fucking coming back. <laughs> Fully lying to get the Bloody Mary mix. Well, you know what we'll do? We'll take a picture of it next time and we'll just, we'll, we'll post it We'll for gram them. it. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So the so that the gift isn't wasted. Well, all right. Well, let's get to I Have the Shit Storm. Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall. Put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck. Put it up on the wall where the shit used As to be. As we mentioned before in our opening statement, We kind of mentioned it. We kind of mentioned um, we are recording this a few days early. It is Thursday now. The podcast comes out on Tuesday. Um, due Not, to our yeah, which right? is why we don't ever have the newest episode right. of our recaps, right? Which is unfortunate. I mean, you know, listen. Once if when we get a steady schedule together, we will be able to get this on time. And by steady but, schedule, you mean getting paid for this? Yes, or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Keep it pushing. Like bitch. in local, you know, right. if, if I didn't have to go on the road, we could, you know, keep this, right. keep this, well, keep or this. my drinking schedule. But go on. Right. <laughs> so by the time um, you guys hear this, the Trump impeachment could be well underway. But if we had the absolute latest best news, then this podcast wouldn't be dumb and or gay. <laughs> so you're welcome. So as of today, the eye of the shitstorm has got to be the Comey session Senate hearing realness, hunty. It's hearings, hearings, hearings. Oh my grr, god! Grr. I can't even keep up with the shit. It's like Gossip Girl times a million. And I love the people like I.E. straight men. God knows I hear you perking. What you're perking? You're turning up your miracle ear. The straight men who talk shit about us for watching Housewives, and then they go and watch this shit like it's anything more than gay drama. Yes. It's- well, people were, people were. Um, I mean, not just straight guys, but all people were in bars at 6 a.m. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm specifically saying the, the guys that talk shit about reality shows. Oh, well, right. And women bitches like, like, 
in, in bitch fights at parties and this is my well, charity event. Guys, but those same guys are watching sports. Yeah, but this is this is nothing but he said, he said. Yes. There's no proof of any of it. No. I literally feel like these hearings, I feel like these hearings are like the deep throat episode of <laughs> New York when that mystery informant told Bethany that Luann's fiance Tom was cheating on her with that bitch at the Regency. I also feel like it's actually the movie Deep Throat. Where the lady's clitoris is in her throat and she has to just suck oh, you mean all the, the dicks. Oh, you mean the pornography film? Yes. Yeah. Because all we're doing is sucking dicks. But Deep Throat hearing. was the name of the... That was on Watergate, right? Deep Throat was Watergate. Yeah. Deep Throat was also right, the name the porn, of the pornography. The well, Deep Throat was also the informant who told <laughs> Bethany about Tom at the Regency with the bitch because we never found out who it was. And I mean, oh, yeah. we all know that it was a Bravo producer. It had to be. But she could never oh, say. Oh, who the deep throat was. Right. Right. And then, and that's all I'm feeling like this is. I'm like, right. none of it's caught on tape. It's all he said, he nothing. said. Nothing. Not one thing. At least nothing that's been exposed yet. No. And then there was the one general guy who was in a closed hearing, and we don't know what he had to say, and that nobody's reporting on it. But like Comey and Sessions. Now, Sessions, obviously, like, Comey wants to drop the bomb, and Comey wants to be like, I told him he wasn't an under investigation, but also I felt weird about around him. I didn't want to be alone with him. He was making me feel shady. There was something weird going on. He asked me for loyalty. That was wrong. Can I just say something about that? Yeah. He's told him he wasn't under investigation three times. Right. And then the motherfucker who's as tall as Shaq is hiding behind a curtain and a potted <laughs> yes. plant every time Trump walks in the room. Right. And I'm just like, listen, bitch. Yeah. How about resign? If you're yeah. so uncomfortable, right. how about resign right. and then go on the record with your face yeah. and say, you know what? This bitch was, he was hunting me. He was yep. haunting me. Yep. He was stalking me. Yep. I was hiding behind potted plants. I'm <laughs> I mean, too literally, tall for that. Like Scooby-Doo. I'm getting scoliosis from my hiding in the White yep. House. I'm sick of this shit. Yep. I'm resigning. I don't want any part of it. But no, he pussies around. Yes. Reality winner's ass is going to go to jail oh, while this guy right. who leaked he sends the letter to his friend at Boston University or Columbia. And he said in the hearing, he was like, well, I did I did send the letter to my friend. <laughs> right. Uh, who's a journalist to, you know, publicly uh, uh, show. I thought he said he was a professor at Columbia who then the, he, he then asked him to send it to the Post. And then but, uh, and then that guy immediately Congress is like, girl, you better get that letter out. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't know what letter you're talking about. Uh, right. But of course, I just think that's lame. And I don't. Yeah. You know, it's like he's a shadester. Yeah. Shadester. Well, he's the head of the FBI. I mean, anybody FBI, CIA, like those are you're a shady person. Yeah. They're you're like sh- they're sociopaths. You're really. a, you're a shady person. Right. Like, like you're, you're doing non, shady shit. You're nonpartisan because you're a sociopath. Right. You, and, you don't have any feelings or any. Right. you don't have any like um, what's it called when you're loyal to something? Not just loyal. loyalty, like <laughs> fidelity or f- oh. like monogamy i don't know what i'm thinking <laughs> it's like a word like that like linda james is gonna know oh all right Somebody well, let Andy's her, gonna know. okay it's fi- it's fetal or oh nick is gonna think Fidelity. we're dumb oh, <laughs> oh god. god oh nick you guys were gonna have on the, one of the 14 <laughs> listeners kelsey who's an, a sweet angel her bo- her fiance nick oh fiance said um that um he's he's not a trump supporter per se but he heard her listening to the podcast and said we were dumb. Mm-hmm. And so obviously we're going to do Julie's on her period. and wants to yell at someone. <laughs> Julie's already been yelling at me before we started. Just like motherfucker doesn't want his last name. Show. Like whatever. I can't even get into it. Like Nick, I'm glad you're going to call because you want you think. Yeah, we oh, well, might be dumb. Listening. I'll tell you what. It, I'll tell you it might be dumb, but I'll tell you what I'm not. And that's a motherfucking pussy. And you're fucking your ass is mine. So, OK. 
Now with the ses- sessions thing, obviously you guys watched Comey. That's totally old news. But then we got right. sessions rolling in there. Right. I I'm gonna tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God and stuff. Do you remember any of the truth, sir? I remember having some conversations, but not. I don't know exactly what those conversations were. I don't know what were in the conversations, nor do I know what I wrote on letterhead or on paperback. And if I ask you if any of the things were illegal, I'm quite sure you'll say you're not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I got to go look that up in a manual or in a handbook and look at the legal law handbook for that one. Not sure. Uh, I remember somebody talking about it, but I don't really know. He didn't know anything. I don't know where I wrote those down, actually. I know I wrote them down somewhere, but I don't remember where I left them. I left them maybe in the back with under the lynching tree. I'm not sure. It might be under there. I don't know. And excuse me, Miss. I'm not going to have Kamala Harris yelling at me, some black lady yelling at me like that. No, ma'am. No, 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 no. Don't you talk to me. I mean, really? You know what? You know what it reminded me of? Now, in case you guys don't know, and I really hope you don't, because it's like, go out. Do a hike. Don't do a hike. I fucking hate when people get all naturey on Instagram and try to act like they're superior. It's like, no, go out and have a drink. You know what, teen? I want you to right now not watch sessions. I want you to go and have a drink and steal Aunt Nan and Uncle Bill's liquor that's been there since 1982 and drink the whole bottle. This is what I want you guys to do. Not watch this shit. But when what happened was Kamala Harris, who's a, who's a California senator, or she's uh-huh. like a state representative. Yeah. So I don't know, senator, congresswoman. I don't know. Congresswoman. She's congresswoman. A, congresswoman. She's a actual, you know, an, she's, she's an attorney. Well, she's also one of the people that, um, in, in the list of, in the top 10 of who's going to run for president in the next yeah. election, she's one of them. She's a popular, you know, figure in California, and she's and she's an actual, actual attorney. So what it reminded me of, so she goes in on sessions, and he... She goes in hard. And his, because she's, just because she's an attorney, I don't even think she looks looked him up on wikipedia which if you do there are people you know like lynched falling out of trees on his wikipedia it's like jesus (laughs) his name's like jefferson beauregard sessions and he you know he's all he was like a part of like voter suppression besides that isn't from a long line of like confederate oh right yeah yeah, yeah. soldiers it's like right you can't get that out of your blood listen you can't and i'm sorry for him and but listen so she goes in like an attorney steam's coming out of his ears he's beat red and it reminded me of the scene in A Few Good Men where it's like, if we really want to catch this guy, all you got to do is send a black lady out to go in on him. Mm-hmm. And she'll crack him after after an hour be- before he just yells like N-word at her. I right. swear. It was, right. That was where it was going to be headed. Yeah. If, she just, if they just let her, they, yeah. they stopped but her. But they stopped her. They stopped her. Yeah, because the his associates know that he's not that he, they saw him like about to lose his fucking right. mind. He couldn't take it. No, he couldn't it take it. It was amazing. Like every he psychologist in yeah. the, the world. He couldn't answer one question and anything he didn't answer was ambiguous everything was i can't remember i'm not sure or yes i did meet you know it's like yeah we know hey listen that's what we do we meet these ambassadors we meet the russians i don't remember what we talked about i mean if i was even at you don't remember what you talked you're the attorney general you're you you're a congressman you don't have a you don't remember what you talked about at one point he goes and we do have to go but at one point he goes um when in reference to the comey thing they're like okay well comey said that you know, he came to you and said, I don't want to do these private meetings. Yeah. Um, and he's like, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> sure those were appropriate. And then he said, but it's on the FBI. It's not on the it's not the president's onus to be like to to follow the rules. Right. The president does what he wants. It's at the FBI to withhold the rules and say, no, sir, whatever. Which I mean, I kind of do. I don't agree. If presidents have to follow the rules. But Comey should have just manned up and said, bitch, get out of my face. I'm six, eight. So. He remembers. So then he goes, well, what about when it was some kind of thing about 
like an event and him lingering around like trying to make sure something with Comey and Trump and he goes I don't really remember you know it like that but I do remember I was the last one to leave and it's like you didn't remember one thing but you remember you were the last one to leave that night like it just doesn't work like that no like memory it was what I mean? full it was it was just watching full lies it was watching yeah. full lies and distraction and also um and what did he ultimately want just to go in there and say i don't know he he was offended and he got his gay he got gay for the gods in the beginning <laughs> when he was like um you know it's being implied that I colluded oh, right, with the right, Russians. Right. And I'm like, yeah, people think you colluded with the Russians because you full-blown lied and said you didn't meet with them once when right. you met with them twice. Right. And now people even think a third time. Yep. So what do people think? You don't lie unless... The, what are you lying for? That's well. That's what everyone's saying. Yeah. The only... The people who are lying... If you have nothing to hide, you tell the truth. If you have something to hide... Here's here's the 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 litmus test we all oh, at least we you know we've talked about before like with gay shit where it's like if anyone ever says they don't want to discuss their sexuality or their personal life they're yeah, hiding gay. something yeah exactly we don't know what yeah you're probably gay but you're hiding something period so if you don't want to if you can't be forthright about it you're hiding something yeah we're let's you know what let's talk to like someone in real life other than this lesbo and I let's have a kiki I want to have a kiki lock the doors tight let's have a kiki motherfucker I'm gonna let you have it let's have a kiki I want to have a kiki die turn work let's have a kiki we are gonna serve and work and turn and hunt hunt honey this week, we have a very special guest going on the record to talk off limits with us. We are enormous fans of his, like actual real fans. We had never met him in person before today. We just creeped on him in the comment section of his social medias because we're so obsessed with his TV show. Okay, True. so he's the co-creator, writer, and star of my favorite scripted show called Legends of Chamberlain Heights. Now, this show legit saved my ass last year when Julie and I went on our Bravo cleanse, uh -huh. and I was lost and had nothing to watch or make me happy <laughs> when I discovered this gem late night on Comedy Central and got all my happiness back. It's true. It's true. You And you introduced it to me. It's an animated show about three freshman boy best friends who ride the bench on the Michael Clark Duncan <laughs> High Michael Clark Duncan High basketball team, but they dream of ruling the school and being basketball legends. The show is so genius that words really can't do it justice. And also, in addition to co-creating it and writing it, our guest does the voices for like more than half the fucking characters. <laughs> so let's play a clip so our fourteen listeners can feel the joy. Okay. And now back to Real Housewives of Minnesota. Did you hear the latest drama? Oh, Ian was driving by the house and saw Nate in his driveway, don't you know? And Nate didn't wave hello. Oh, yeah? You think everything is okay with Nate, Durban? Oh, maybe we should bake him a hot dish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The f you got me watching, Jamal. Where the fake titty crazy ass table flipping, bitch? Wait till Barbara comes in. She made Frank a delicious Lufisk and he returned the dish unwashed. Hey, right, you're understanding a Minnesota household is on some next level shit. Shh. I'm trying to listen so I know when to call in and win these tickets. Grover, you've been trying all week and you've been dying all week. 92.3 The Freak. Who wants to get laced? Seats for the last game of the season featuring LeBron versus the LA team that's not the Lakers. Be calling number 10 to answer the question of the day. Box seats? I gotta get those. It's ringing. 
All right, congratulations. You're caller number 10. You have 10 seconds to answer this. Name a black life the Kardashians have not ruined. Uh, it's not Lamar. They killed him twice. It's not Kanye. They got him dressing like a slave and begging for money on Twitter. What about Reggie Bush? Shit, they took his Heisman and his ACS. Five seconds. Um, think, Grover. Who haven't they ruined? I don't know. It's too many. Two seconds. Shit, I don't know. I'm sorry. The correct answer is Brandy's brother. Ray J is Brandy's brother. Wait a minute. I'm Googling. Yes. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. We got the best seats in the house. The show is irreverent and smart and truly hilarious. But what I love most is that it is fearless in its all-inclusiveness. No group is safe, and that means no group is excluded. That's right, and that is what you love about it. That is what I love about it. So season one of Legends of Chamberlain Heights is available now on demand, and we watched like a bunch of them last night again. Again. I've seen them all. (laughs) And season two is premiered this past Sunday, June 18th on Comedy Central at 11.30 p.m. (laughs) So without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Josiah Johnson. Yay! How you guys doing? I'm really excited to be on this podcast. You guys said a lot of really nice things that I don't believe most of them were true, but thank you. You made me feel good. It's all true. We love your show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for making it. Now, um, have you gotten a lot of blowback? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't how i was gonna here's how i was gonna say God. okay it got real gay real fast okay in here. so we thought we forced you to come on the podcast so you can give us a job on your show but now we find out that you know maxine waters and we've been dying to hook up a threesome with maxine and i mean really? for real like julie's got some serious gay crushing going on on maxine really? uh, maxine is honestly one of the greatest human beings i mean i've ever known <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, like, I, I mean, we could just get in and talk about her. Should we talk about her? I mean, I don't even know where to begin. Get into it. I need to set my timer Obviously, so, uh, okay, since it's a political podcast or whatever, you know Maxine Waters. Yeah. She's like a friend of the family. Yeah, uh, my dad and her son are best friends, and her son, Ed, I was actually my AAU coach growing up and coached my little brothers in high school, so, you know about Maxine, I mean, it's ever since I was a little kid, but just see what she's been able to do. Especially now, kind of. With, with oh my God! Especially now, she is like—I I, I mean, I can't even—she is like literally the only one. I mean, there's others, there's others, there's <laughs> others, there's others, but she's on the forefront. Yeah, she is saying shit that no one else is saying, but in a way that's just like where she's like, "Lies, <laughs> get out of here! You're fired! Get the fuck out of my face!" Yeah. I mean, like, she—it's amazing. Yeah, I mean, literally, Trump's a shithead, and I think she points that out as much as possible. I, I know she's really pissing him off. And the Republican yeah. Party, like, but it seems like she's on like a one-woman crusade, and really right? doesn't really have the kind of support of her peers mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party. So I'd like to see them all step up too, and just you know remind everybody how much of a shithead this dude is. And right, how- and also be like as I think that what she's also doing and what no one else is, is has been able to really even the people I like like Elizabeth Warren or even Bernie Sanders or whatever is like the fight that she has, like the fight that she's exuding, and the no fear and the fuck you of it all. That's why the Democrats are pieces of shit, too, right now. Because they're a bunch of fucking pussies laying around trying not to offend anyone. Meanwhile, she's out there being like, fuck you, he's a piece of shit, and he needs to get fucking fired. Yeah, I think as much as you can remind people of that, because obviously Trump's trying to create a bunch of propaganda. Right. Saying the same shit, same lies over and over and over again. So as much as you can have somebody else balancing that out. Now, how did you, did you, where are you born and raised? I was born in Trenton, New Jersey, but I moved to Los Angeles when I was like three years old and been here ever since. So what, now I'm from Southern California too, but my family is conservative because okay. they're insane. So, What part um, of Southern California are you from? Um, I'm from like, you know, like OC bordering around okay. there, you know, okay. which really doesn't really count. That's like, a, that's, um, we moved to Texas when I was in high school, but I mean, really, 
the OC is like farther away from LA than Texas, really. The, but the orange curtain, as <laughs> yeah, like exactly. It. <laughs> and they're all conservative out there, so I guess yeah. that makes sense. Um, okay, so what about you? What was your family? Were they? Uh, we're a very liberal family. Obviously, being African American in this country, you really have no choice but to be. Obviously, the Republican Party doesn't give a shit about black people. Just to keep it real. I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. Well, what do you think about um, like black Republicans? It, it's, honestly, it always just rubs me the wrong way. Like mm-hmm. the Ben Carsons of the world mm-hmm. just make me really nervous. Or Condoleezza. Condoleezza, the um, Mike, the guy who's the Rep- the Republican national chair last year. I can't ever remember his name. He's what? like the he's a main he's huge in the Republican Party. So it's, I feel like they kind of parade these black people around and kind of you know they're like you know the House Negroes to oh God to society. Speaking <laughs> of, did you watch the did you watch the Bill Maher thing? Honestly, I, I, I like so many people were offended about the shit. I know Ice Cube kind of went on that whole thing the other day, but I mean, if a white person calls himself a nigga, I, I don't really know how to respond to that. Like, oh, is that what he did? Really tell tell me. What I, he did. Here's the thing, and I didn't see it because HBO removed. Oh really? The show. Okay. Because I tried to. I heard about it after the fact, and then I went on HBO. I was like, "Let me look and see." I mean, I think it's on and Twitter then, still floating. Once oh, oh hits, I should have looked online. Once it is so, the internet, yeah. It's, it's, so uh, he he called someone a house and he called himself a house. Oh, himself. Oh, himself. Yeah. See, see, that's, well, that's kind of an important distinction. Not really, because you can't. Well, you can't really say. And anyone. so then the controversies exploded. He yeah. had to apologize. Then on his last show, he had on um, a professor who I can't remember his name. A black person who mm. basically went and sort of finger wagged at him and said, "You can't," and then yeah. it was like a whole thing. So yeah, I was curious to know what you think, yeah. and especially being a comedian, you have your show, you know. I think I mean we as comedians always try to toe the line of what's you know offensive and what's funny. So my my general rule is if it's funny, then it can't be offensive. Right. If we laugh at it, then we can't. But then people said it wasn't funny. I think honestly, when I thought <laughs> just on first take, I didn't really realize like the. Why people were so salty about it? I, really? I made, I, made the, I made the argument like, yo, if he is indeed a house nigga, then he can say I'm a house nigga. I don't, I don't know Bill Maher like that to know whether or not he is. But you know, just to throw that word around, I think what people were more upset about. But I yeah. feel like we as a society try and find these things to get really, really angry about. Mm-hmm. And I'm, am I more concerned about Bill Maher right now or the fact that the president of the United States is a lying asshole? Like, yeah. I, you know, I just kind of, in terms of my list of shit to be worried about, like there's so many causes you can get into. Yeah, of course. That's, that's not really fucking like a, a major priority for me right Words now. are a big deal because of social media now. It's all word yeah. police. But what about, so your show, you guys, yeah. you guys go in. We don't give a shit. Just to be, I mean, I think amazing. we said that a, a bunch of times, but we're equal opportunity offenders. We mm-hmm. literally, nobody's safe. Yeah. Like, we try to kind of, you know, not beat you over the head with the social commentary but do it in a humorous way yeah but like we even say internally there's some shit that you really shouldn't be laughing at when you're watching the show so if you are laughing at it then yeah exactly it's a little like uh, yeah <laughs> right but isn't that the best stuff yeah to make fun of this you know what I, when you're sitting around i know when we or you must do this when you're sitting around with like your good friends and yeah. i mean inner circle yeah. you know safe space yes. inner circle inner circle you will say some shit You'll say some shit, and you know it's you're saying it because you know it's wrong, and you know it's offensive, and you know it's inappropriate, and it's making you laugh more than anything else on the planet would ever make you laugh. I think definitely, like you're saying, (laughs) we, you know, we all have those things that we say to our friends that obviously won't in our private lives. We don't expect to hit the public, and Mm -hmm. you know, you know, create a shitstorm if it did. Right. (laughs) Then when you put it in a show, I get arrested for what I say. Oh please, that's what I. I would absolutely get arrested. Yeah, for the things I say. And oh my god, no, it's illegal. Right. 
Um, <laughs> so you guys did a show called what? It, in the name of ISIS or ISIS uh, caused it? Inspired by ISIS. Oh, inspired by yeah. ISIS. So that one's so. I mean, they're all so good. And but I just when you're are you going to? You were already sort of political. Yeah. Now, Julie and I, this is just a tidbit for you to know. We were in Mexico um, <laughs> during the, the actual election, like okay. election night. and With all lesbians, by the way. Imagine that. Turn up. Yeah, we were t- very <laughs> all turned of up. Them, all of them wanted to kill themselves. Go we ahead. were so turned up that Julie was sleeping, at, had to still be sleeping at 2 p.m. And After the election, and you so, mean? No, this is before. This is the day of the election. So oh, this is the day. It's going to be that night. So we oh, okay. like. Stayed up all night, and then I went oh, to right. go get the shower, and Julie puts on the Tupacquia episode. Oh, wow. And so it's just funny to me that we, like, we watched your show the day of the, like, and then five hours later, like, Trump was president or whatever. It was just so weird. So are you guys going to talk this in season two? Do you talk about Trump? And Honestly, we got, with season one, we do them so far in advance that we threw a bunch of Trump shit in there in season one, literally just fucking around. Like, I think we had, like, a President Trump line in there and a couple other things. Like, yeah, there's no way this shit can happen. We'll just... You know, put it to joke, and then he literally became president. Yeah. And it was like, yo, I remember that night. It was just like, and they coming into work the next day. Literally, like people were crying. <laughs> yeah, it was like crying. the world, the world had ended. Like, yeah. I, I wasn't quiet as I was just little, just more like, you know, like wow, this guy really fucking, yeah. like no political experience whatsoever, and literally became the president just off of fucking The Apprentice and social media. I can't even get a job at Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like now it's all too late. I have no experience in anything. And I can't even get a job when they want the thing that they want the, for the job. When they need a lesbian. They go butch, lesbian, <laughs> androgynous, half a man, <laughs> kind of fat, looking for you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I go in in a room of people and I can't even get that job. Yep. You know what I mean? Yes. And this guy goes and becomes president of the fucking United States. And we can't, you know yeah. what I mean? So you guys don't really do that, talk about him on so season two? We don't have quite, a much, uh, quite as much Trump stuff in season two, but we definitely hit on more hot-button issues going on in society. We've got a gentrification episode. We've mm. got an episode where Milk, a character who I voice, who thinks he's black, actually becomes black and has to deal with... Oh, my God. Yeah. That's kind of oh, like good. trans, like transracial. Yes. Do you guys do any transgender? We don't have a transgender joke. We do have an episode where uh, a gay kid comes to the school and kind of befriends them, but it turns out that he's kind of an asshole, so they have to... Of course <laughs> he they, is. They don't know... They, uh, they don't... You know, they want to be friends with him, but he's uh, also this asshole, and he, so they don't know... You that's know. funny. I so like that. So do you do every lead? Every boy? No. So me and my, my former East Lake teammate, Quinn Hawking, who's also a co-creator on the show, he actually does the voice of Jamal. Oh, okay. So, so he's technically white, but he's black on the inside. Okay. He does Jamal's voice... <laughs> Coincidentally enough, and then I do uh, Milk and Grover. But at any particular episode, we'll each end up doing like six or seven. I cannot voices. believe you do. I'm so uh, ethnocentric that I just assumed the white guy did the white guy, obviously. Yeah. But there's so many conversations between Milk and Grover. Like you're just yeah. this isn't political, but you're just talking to yourself. Yeah. So when we do table reads, actually, and I filmed a few of these things, but there'll be like these long runs where they're going back and forth with each other. I got to literally switch in and out of. <laughs> that <voices>. is amazing. <laughs> Grover's my favorite character oh, and you. his brother. And you told me that like. Jay Farrow maybe does? No, so uh, Michael Starberg, who's also one of the creators on the show and actually wrote that ISIS episode. I love the (laughs) ISIS episode, by the way. He wrote wrote our pilot, Jamali's, and he wrote the ISIS episode, which were two of the, the better episodes of the season. So he voices Malik. Okay. And, and that's pretty much close to just his normal voice. Like, Well, we love, he gets palsied on the high. Oh, oh my God. Because we just God. got too high. Yeah. And so remember, he gets too high. And- oh, so you're talking about the older brother. The older brother, yeah, Montrell is yeah. Uh, Jay Farrell. So, yeah. yeah. And then Ugh. and then the Starberries are the name of the sneakers, right? Yeah. Is that why you guys? Yeah. That's so great. I love this that. This is all inside. When the lesbians come in, too. I thought it was genius. <laughs> the W. Yeah, oh, uh, I love it. Love, uh, love, love, love. All right. Well, speaking of Trump, so how many people work 
on the show? Like you have, uh, as far as writers and you guys are the creators. And so between the writing and animation staff, I'd say pretty close to like 80, 80 to 90. And um, do you have to work with, I mean, it's, I would assume no, but like, are there conservative people that you work with? Not honestly, the weird thing which uh, about the whole Trump situation and all that, there's a lot of people that were voting for Trump that I feel like didn't, you know, they kind of just played along with the whole like Hillary yeah. Bernie thing. Of course. But, you know, secretly voted for Trump. So it's not like anybody's actively, you know, like comes out, yeah, comes out. Like, oh, fuck healthcare, fuck all this other right. shit. Like, they're not, you know, they're not running around the office saying that type of shit. Right. I think, and then working on the, you know, the show that we work on, we have a lot more kind of liberal skewed, like, you know, minorities and, mm-hmm. and such. So. I don't think anybody would be well, prudent. So, sometimes, though, I feel like with, um, with especially like what you guys do, because it's so um, politically incorrect, shall yeah. I say, which is the best way to be. Um, <laughs> In the stupidest term. It's the, it's the stupidest term. But the people who are the most progressive and you'd think would be the coolest have the biggest problem with it. Yeah. Have you found that that has been an issue for you guys? So I run the social media for the account, so the Twitter and the Instagram with uh, with Comedy Central's team, but the thing I notice the most about the people that say it's racist are literally like white people. It's so weird to Always. me. Always. It's like, oh, it's just so racist. It's like, why? Like, what's what's racist? You know, and then you, they really can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. They kind of think they just want to be cool and kind of say that thing. But black people understand the humor and really our show, as I've said before, but our writer's room was literally, I think we had like seven or eight minorities out of the 13 writers in the room. That's so, good. So literally, you look at any other. I'm watching a show like Empire, and they'll post a picture in their writer's it's room. All it's all white. Like, it's like what the f- like? Wait a minute. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And That's how. Like, yeah. Exactly. Well, most shows are like just white guys. Yeah. Even it, with uh, girl shows, it's like, well, where are those fucking guys? They don't know. know what I'm talking about. But yeah. So I watch Orange is the New Black, and you know, mm-hmm. not to give them a plug or promo, but I'll look at their writers' room. And it's like, yo, it's, it's a mix of women, and it's, it's, that one is mixed. It's very diverse. Yeah, where you don't really get that on a lot of shows. So nope. it's not really like our show is literally, you know, we have a black showrunner, black creators, black writers. Like, that's great. If anything, it's not racist. Like we we know yeah. what we're doing. No, I mean you. And is that all? Do you get trolled or people? Oh, all the time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I mean, Comedy Central, you get a mixed. People give you like mixed reviews about. Working with them, but I mean, they pretty much stand by some. some yeah, I mean, controversial they've done South shit. Park yeah. and with the, you know, but Amy Schumer's show gets Amy Schumer. pretty intense. Yeah, you know? Amy Schumer. The thing about Comedy Central, they really let you go out there and do it. They had a lot of, you know, they kind of were more hands off with us. I mean, obviously, they have notes, legal shit. If it goes too far, you got to pull back, but they really let their creators kind of go out there and just do it. Like, hey, you guys understand the world, you guys understand the voice of the show. Go do this shit. That is great. Do you find that the th- stuff that comes in is racial for the most part? or Because I find I always find that interesting because you guys make fun of everybody. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You had to have got m- Muslim, women, something, yeah. anti-Islamic I, I think we had we had a lot more in that ISIS episode, but I yeah. think kind of everything <laughs> that the Comedy Central dealt with, I think South Park did an episode where with, with the, they couldn't say that they said Muhammad or something. An episode. Oh, that was like yeah, 9,000. But that was, yeah. that, that was a famous episode because they couldn't you know, show Muhammad and stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you start getting those death threats and yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a network executive, kind of like, mm. yeah. Meanwhile, nobody wants to be like, "Hey, women are actually covered up from fucking head to toe and can't drive cars. Why don't you go yeah. fucking cry about that?" Exactly. Right? No. Exactly. Anyone? Okay. Um, so now you just brought a life into the world. Are you regretting that <laughs> being with like all the new deregulation? No, honestly, like it's probably the greatest thing that ever happened to me. So you're not scared of he, you have a son, right? Yes. So that he's going to, like, where do you think the earth is going to be when he, let's say, when he's twenty? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if we'll still be in America yeah. at that point. <laughs> That's good. We like this, you know. We like to keep our options open. Yeah, you so, should. You know, me and my boo, in case we got to dip out, like we're ready. <laughs> yeah. Once the whole Trump shit happened, it's like, yo, like, you know, not to joke about it, but when you look at, I'm, I was a history major at UCLA, and you look at a situation like the Holocaust. It wasn't like the first day. There was one day where it's like, oh shit, we got to get the fuck out of here. It slowly progressed and progressed and progressed, and then fucking next thing you know, it's just like, bam. Now you're in concentration camps and all that other shit. Yeah, and all my family's money is somewhere, yeah, and I want I mean? my money back. So when like, oh, first day Hitler okay. came into office, like, oh shit, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of people like, yo, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Let's just kind of, mm. you know, yeah, it'll blow over. And it's like, nah, you know, you got to just be cognizant of that. So I yeah. definitely keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on in America. Obviously, being in California, we don't deal with a lot of shit. Yeah, that you know, the middle of America does so. We are going to get their pollution and, like, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, I worry about, like, the environment and... Where do you think would be yeah. a good place to go? Have you guys been thinking about it? Honestly, like, you know, maybe Canada, but that, I feel like it's a little too cold out there, so... Mm, that's cold. Maybe back to the motherland. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, hear, I hear a lot of conflicting things about Africa, but... Yeah, what that part I've known, of Africa would you exactly. want to go to? So, so well, I've been, <laughs> so and it was amazing. Really? Yeah, okay. amazing. And amazing food, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, I went to Nairobi, but I don't know. I guess South Africa maybe is cool too. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Africa. Yeah. Um, there's also Tanzania, Morocco, Morocco. That's in Africa. That's, That's true. Easy. Yeah, not great for women. Oh, okay. I don't ever know this shit. So, Julie has to tell me everything. Like they're sexist. I'm like, could really? be worse. I didn't notice. And you know, generally, <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but I mean, you know, that's. It's yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. I don't know though. We're, yeah, maybe in the Caribbean somewhere. I just you yeah. know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Caribbean's that's nice. nice. That's nice. That's nice. It's nice. at least nice and warm. Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah it'd be de- uh, that's still America. Though, oh, kinda. that's true. But America with no power. That's basically. true. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Well, congratulations on your baby. I'm glad you're gonna stand by. We have to just aggressively, since we don't have kids, be like. We don't care about the environment. We don't even have kids. <laughs> the only way we can sleep at night. Like, who cares if who cares if they're jumping weird things into the water and fracking next door? Like, what do we care? You know, because yeah. otherwise it'll haunt us yeah. all night. I know. You can't think about it. Don't think about where the diapers are buried. <laughs> yeah, if you sit and worry about that shit, you'll literally, like, it'll make you lose your mind. Yeah. So. That's why we do tons of drugs. Yeah. And are alcoholics. <laughs> well, okay. So thank you so much for talking with us. Um on the week of your big season two premiere. No. So That's nice. It? You guys are booting me? I, literally, I feel like we were just getting warm. Yeah, just no. Getting our we were just you getting know. cold, probably cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, before you go, who is your favorite character in the show? Or can you even have one? Uh, favorite character in the show is probably Malik, just because he kind of brings balance to the force, if you will, uh-huh. with, with his you know, political commentary and kind of, he's the voice of reason on the show. Um, for, like, how much of the content would be inspired by your real life? I think it's, it's, it's loosely based on our lives. Like, the characters are, are based off of me and Quinn and our other buddy, Ike Williams, who were all bench warmers at UCLA. And loosely based off of us, but, mm-hmm. like, if you're looking at Milk thinking that's Quinn, no. Or if you're looking at Grover yeah, thinking that's Quinn, of course not. Like, it's a little bit of all of us. But, like, little bits have happened. There yeah. have been little moments that have happened where you're like, this is going to be great in the show. Like, we got to put that in. Or Like, in the Jamali's episode, I think Milk has a line at the party where he's, like, semi-circle shading around the base for that extra half inch. That literally used to be, <laughs> yeah, that- that literally used to be my, my mantra in college. Like, you got to shave the semi-circle around the bed. Just to get, I mean, you know, just to really yeah. put you over the top. So there's definitely stuff that's happened in life that we'll bring back into the show. Yeah, which, yeah, which is great. Did you have a hand in, like, creating the animation? Because I love the animation, too. Animation was actually created by one of the co-creators, Brad Abelson, who worked on The Simpsons for a number of years. Mm. So we worked with him in terms of character design, like, 
uh, the Grover character looks somewhat like me. I don't think my nose is obviously that big. <laughs> and the Mill character looks somewhat like Quinn. And Jamal, I think, was based on a pre-existing character that he had. But we work together. It's kind of giving notes. But he does all the drawing and shit. He handles all that. And who's the girl that goes, your nipples are touching? <laughs> oh, that is uh, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. Oh. Yeah, she voices Cindy. Wow. Like, our fucking voice She's cast. Great. Like, yeah, it's great. We got Neil Brennan, Tiffany Haddish, Jay Farrell, Jamie Kennedy does voices for Damn. us. Damn. I mean, on the Tupac we one where I was in the shower and Julie was in and, she, and it was on, I was like, I, they must have lifted this off of like a Tupac movie. I know they did. <laughs> that sounds exactly identical to Tupac. And Kobe, I mean, there's tons of yeah. like, I mean. And Erica Badu does a bunch of voices. She actually, in that uh, Tupac episode, she sang... Uh, for Medina in the, that opening scene. Oh my Twice God. So and I wow. love that opening scene. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. She did an inspired Tyrone song, but. Yeah. She, no, our, I love it. Remember? Mu- yes. Yeah. Mm. She's yeah. our music coordinator on the show and literally fucking like. That's amazing. God, you have an incredible cast. Like I tell quickly before we get up, I don't want to waste your guys' time. You're not wasting our time. <laughs> so in our writer's room, our, our writer's room is a bunch of guys. There's a few women that work in it, but for the most part, it smells like fart and depression in there. <laughs> The worst scent ever. She came by came by one day. Like uh, her boyfriend Carl Jones is one of the co EPs on the show. He does the voice of Coach Bundy and a bunch Love of other him. voices. But he was like, "Yo, do you guys mind if Erica stops by?" And it's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh yeah. My like, God. yeah, tell her come through. But she literally walked in and she had this scent that was literally like the most like beautiful scent I've ever smelled. <laughs> I literally engulfed the entire room and like lasted for like a day and a half after that, and it was just like wow. Like, her whole aura, and yeah, was just like oh. it permeated wow. the room of farts, permeated and pot, <laughs> oh, that's a great and pabs, yeah, just Pe- balls. Pabs is penis ass and balls. Feel yeah. free to take that. That is literally what the, it's a lot of balls on leather, like yeah. people farting on leather and trying to act like it wasn't them. Like. Maybe that's why there's never women in writers' rooms because they because it stinks too much. Too much. Yeah. We had women in our writers' room. I'm, I'm pretty sure they were farting more than the guys. <laughs> Like, but you know, like, yeah. I would be. <laughs> okay, be like, so hey guys, yeah, I love this. Please, Julie farts all the time. And okay, so <laughs> tell our fourteen listeners where they can find the show and you on Facebook and Twitter and all the social medias. So, Legend of Chamberlain Heights uh, premieres or is on every Sunday throughout the summer. And then, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, my personal handle is at King Josiah fifty four. And then uh, the show handle is Legends of CH. I'm on Legends of CH literally all day and night, talking shit, <laughs> posting content. Yeah, that's an amazing, I yeah. mean, I love that that Twitter feed. It's funny. Yeah, I'll put up like 40, 50 tweets in a day, just some fucking like, you know, you know, especially during the finals, like, yeah, I was going. Yeah, no, I love, and where do you get the little clips of animation? Do you just have those on your... So I have every episode on a hard drive, and I'll go through, and anything that's topical and relevant that we have in a show, I'll go back and mm. put... Well, I mean, if this doesn't work out for you, you always have a career as like a social media manager. That's that, what I, I really yeah. taught myself how to do that shit. And yeah. I think I'm literally like, that's another career I can get. Yeah, into. you're doing it so good. It's not easy, like no. making memes and gifs. God, and no. no. Even just being on top of it and tweeting so much. I, I, I can't. I get I so so discouraged and. I just, oh, you get yeah. caught up with trolls. I do get caught up with trolls. <laughs> yeah, you got to honestly. I had to mute. I got in a fight the other day because I thought it'd be fun. Yeah. I was like, because I'm hungover, and I was like, you know what? I feel like getting in a fight. <laughs> and then. It got too <laughs> gross, uh, and then I had to mute the guy. I mean, it got so he was. It got so gross. I didn't expect it to get so gross. I find myself in those situations like you want to fuck. <laughs> like no, no internet argument was ever like the other person. Like, oh yeah, you're right. You know what? Hey, well, which is fine. Right. No, <laughs> which is fine. And I know that we're not going to have an understanding. And I thought a, a fun banter yeah. where we do fun thing like name calling. I can, it can get dark. That's fine. Yeah. But it got <laughs> when it gets like. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do all that. Then uh, I'm like, wait a minute. This is taking way too much of my too much time. time. Like, this 15 minutes I just devoted to this human being, I don't give a shit right. about. Right. Yeah. 
And it's I'm not toxic. Gonna get that and they're relentless. No, they're not going to go away. <laughs> they're re- it's a relentless like siege of your cunt stinks. I mean, I knew, who, I knew, I knew like that. I knew it was like I'm going to rip your pussy lips off and shove my dick down your throat or something like that. Is that what people the level? say that? No. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I knew it was about her pussy somehow. It got into a thing <laughs> where like it just got yeah, and it gets into a thing where I'm a dyke and I'm the and it's just like okay. That's fine. We can do that. We can go down that road. You want to go down that road? Let's go down that road. That's fine. Because I am. I am a dyke. Yeah. I have pussy lips and a cunt. And, yeah, listen. And it probably does stink sometimes. I'm sure, half the time. I'm sure it's horrible. It's the parts. So fine. But it got like so, it got just so much more violent and just so much more cruel. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be cruel. Yeah. But just, then they get. Just get in a fight at the Trader Joe's parking lot where everyone else does next time right. you want or spoiling for a fight. I actually I got into a battle with a troll years ago. Yeah. And, and literally, and then I did some more. Because literally, whenever that happens, I do research. Like, how am I going to fucking murder this person? Yeah. Yes. In their life. yes. But it turned yes. out to be like a 65-year-old yes. lady in Michigan. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. Oh. We want to do a whole show about where people get to confront their, their, troll. their trolls. Yeah. And and meanwhile, you find out it's like a nice person who's like just bored. Yeah, it's yeah. the South Park episode. Yeah, exactly. But still... You're right. I do, and I do do that. And then I get, and then, and, and I don't know what am I doing now. I'm spending more time thinking about how I'm going to go kill somebody, yeah. <laughs> and how do we can't find it, them. It lingers, honestly. Like, it does linger. I'll think about shit from like weeks later. Like, damn, I wish I would have just told. Yeah, them me too. I, I freeze in those situations sometimes, but, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll have the funny comment like coming later. Like, a day later, I was like, oh fuck, I wish right. I would have got them. Man. <laughs> Ugh, it's so annoying. All right, well. Well, that was that fun. Not just me. Nice meeting you. Me. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for coming on, and everyone must tune in to Legends of Chamberlain Heights. It's uh, it's it's the best. It's absolutely the best. Sunday nights, eleven thirty, Comedy Central. Now it's time for so there's that. part of the show where Julie has to find something that's happening because of or to this administration uh, that is positive. She didn't have to do it last week because we did the live show and we thought we wouldn't have time, but we ended up editing out the Q&A with the audience from the um, show that we posted on iTunes. So it turns out, sweetie, we actually did have time, but this bitch couldn't find one anyway, so... Really, it worked out. Um, also, that's something for y'all to know that if you drag your ass to a live podcast taping, we do a Q&A and it's just for the live audience so you can ask or say anything you want. Take notice, Nick. <sighs> All right, meow, meow. Okay. What is your so there's that for this week? All right. Well, this has been an extraordinary week of turd sandwiches and lying <laughs> and shady cock holsters. I honestly am day-to-day here, people. I am day-to-day, okay? And really want to just get rid of this segment. But much like <laughs> much like my need to control my eating habits, I will assume this is still good for me to do. It's all about portion control, producer, which I have a problem with. Our producer makes her, just in case any of you don't know, I don't, our producer. Because <laughs> okay. she would already quit and been like, I don't care. <laughs> Now, in case you didn't know, or we actually, you did know, because we talked about Jeff Sessions, America's number one Confederate race baiting, chicken hawk, misogynist, insecure, <sighs> vile, living human, oversized locust has Th- been a very busy insect. Thank you, gave him daddy. Yes. Chicken that, hawk that, is my, one of my favorite things in the world. That was a send up to Johnny. That was. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, he uh, had the hearing, which we've discussed. We've discussed, but uh, uh, I know. Jacques, <laughs> Jacques, Jacques and I, I love here. this restaurant. <laughs> 
But just um, as importantly, he's also been busy wanting to reverse the policies of the Obama administration by prosecuting more cases involving guns and drugs and seeking more mandatory sentences. He also has let everyone know that he wants to crack down on medical marijuana. I just got my marijuana card. And he wants to he wants stiffer sentences for drug criminals. Now, just what we need. More people. More people, and let's be honest, more people of color and poor people who have drug problems to be incarcerated. I wonder if this has anything to do with Trump doing deals with private prisons and the government making money off the backs of every prisoner who's in prison. The prisons are overpopulated with drug crimes in this country more than any other uh, in the world. We have more people in prison by number wise than any other country in the world is what I'm trying to say. Meow, 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 meow. You'd think that the attorney general, the president and our leaders would be working to reduce the number of people in jail, reduce the fines on drugs, make drugs more and more legal so that money goes legally to the government. No, no, no. What do we do instead? Lock them up. Well, as I read more and more and more about incarcerations, the more depressed it makes me. Then as I'm looking through the Twitter feed, my intern angel, Aaron Arrow, we learned it was Aaron. No, but I we th- say Iran. I thought, did we learn it was Aaron? Yeah. I thought he said Iran or O. Oh, well, now the okay. mystery's back. Well, that's what happens when you drink everything in the bar. <laughs> that's he true. said Iran or O. Oh, all right. Well, well maybe I'm wrong. I don't he, know. Um, he sent this story to me, and here's the headline Agnes Gund sells a Liechtenstein to start criminal justice fund. Who the fuck is Agnes Gund, you ask? That sounds like a character from Auntie Mame. Well, Agnes Gund is a philanthropist, art collector, and super rich-ass bitch. She sold her prized Liechtenstein painting for $165 million oh, fucking dollars. Oh, my God. Okay? Look up what Liechtenstein art is. You'll recognize it when you see it. It's pop art. So, what is she doing with the money, you ask? Well, she's starting the Art for Justice Fund. It'll start with $100 million of the proceeds from the Liechtenstein. I like that she kept $65 million for herself. <clears throat> I wonder how old she is. She's, um, it says, she's um, like 70-something. Okay. Which was sold to the collector Stephen A. Cohen, Jew, through Aquavella <laughs> Gallery. Um, quote, this is one thing I can do before I die, Miss Gunn. She's 78. Said in an interview at her Upper East Side apartment, where the Liechtenstein used to hang over the mantle, along with works by Jasper Johns and Mark Rothko. That is badass. Yeah, this is what I need to do. Miss Gunn, together with the Ford Foundation, which will administer the fund, has asked other collectors to do the same in the hopes of raising an additional hundred million over the next five years. They should have said other old collectors. <laughs> That's right. The fund will make grants to organizations and leaders who already have a track record in criminal justice reform like the equal justice initiative in montgomery alabama jeff sessions take notice that seek to safely reduce jail and prison populations across the country and to strengthen education and employment opportunities for former inmates the fund will also support art related programs which this administration wants to cut on mass incarceration so there's that wow that was a good one so like you could look at isn't it amazing i mean you really should read about it it's actually pretty incredible like when you you know, whoever, who would have thought art collectors and yeah, they, there's, there's so much money in art. Yeah. I mean, that's the way everyone, you know, launders their money. But I always say when that libertarian called in and he's like, you know, yeah, we're for Planned Parenthood. We just want it to be private. And I'm like, okay, well that's just a private doctor then. (laughs) But even though I love that guy, but I always say like, why isn't like Warren Buffett, you know, taking all of his gazillion dollars when he's like, I spit on this. Great. He's like, uh, you know, he doesn't want his money when he dies. It's like, Take it and put it to Planned Parenthood. That would last so long. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? That would fund Planned Parenthood, so many Planned Parenthoods for a long time. 
there's a lot of cool philanthropists out there that are doing pretty amazing things and you know we probably don't know a lot about them because they're super rich and they're not in the they're not seeking attention they're not you know needing to be seen every day and there are some cool things going on and this lady sort of opened up a rabbit hole of like some of these these cool things that these these are these are the top this is the top one percent rich person i mean somebody bought something for 165 million dollars a piece of art to like that's yeah you can't even think about so and then um there's i was watching that i told you i was watching that documentary it's called betting zero or something like that about herbalife yeah and there was another guy who's like a wall street guy who's who's um giving half of his money away to like philanthropic endeavors and it's like wow like yeah that's what you should be doing i mean keep you know keep yourself good yeah so philanthropy so there's that This untimely episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Yep. We're recording two more Evergreen episodes next week. We should just call this podcast <laughs> should just call this podcast Dumb Gay Old News. <laughs> we should. We should. Well, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. People say the international episode was their favorite so far, and that was an evergreen. So there are things to be said that aren't up to the minute. Yeah, well, of course, if we want to put in the effort like we did with that particular episode, then it's totally possible to make something good. But we're definitely phoning in every episode next week, just like we did this one. Exactly. Well, the good news is we're up to 313 reviews on iTunes. Yes, and I want you to read one of my favorite ones. Okay. It's from BK Teacher. Okay. And was written on February 11th. So that's a long time ago. It's now yeah. June. Wow. And the title is Listen Up. Okay. Oh, okay. I love the podcast. I love it. I need it. It's one of the things that I, I made me feel like I wanted to like do it like in a porn voice. I know. Don't just read it normally. <laughs> okay. please. Julie always like lo- makes fun of these people. I'm not making fun. No, I but just, you just you know. read it funny. And it's like I want the people to be seem like the sweet, authentic people that I imagine them to be. I don't even know if they are. So I start lo- over. Okay. okay. I love this podcast. I love it. I need it. It's one of the things that's kind of keeping my head from exploding. Smart. Funny, irreverent, and outrageous, but also deeply felt and passionate. I love Brandy's balancing act between snarky vapidness and sharp analysis. Ooh, yeah. And I could listen to Julie's rants and meltdowns all day. Listen to this podcast. Oh, my God. So good. That's like so, like, sums up everything. Doesn't that person sound like a teacher? Yes. And, like, we need to get him slash her to come be our head writer on all our projects. No shit. I have, like, never felt so understood. Yes, that's what it is. I do. I feel like, yeah, I feel yeah. understood. Yeah. That's it, amazing. So powerful. It is powerful. So thank you. My God. BK teacher. <laughs> thank you, BT, BK teacher. We love you and the rest of the 14 listeners. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it has been dumb. And like a week old. <laughs> and it's been old. It's been dumb it's and been it's been a, old. It's been expired. <laughs> love you guys. Uh-huh, it's all shit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. 
die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh, uh, this shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. This shit is trumpanas. T-R-U-M-P-A-N-A-N-A-S. What? I don't know. I don't even know.